0: Hey guys, this is Editing Tori here. I just want to apologize before this episode starts that I made a fuck up. And in this episode, I refer to Ronald DeFeo Jr. and Senior, senior as Robert DeFeo. So I just want to let you guys know that it is not Robert DeFeo, it is Ronald DeFeo. Thankfully, I mainly refer to Butch as Butch, but I just want to let you guys know because I know there are some people who are really big fan of this house and this story. So I just want to let you guys know that was my fuck up and I apologize, but um, I guess we can go on to the episode.
1: The podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that goes on in the dark. My name is Tori. I'm Taylor Shay.
0: Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hi. So
0: it is officially November, which means spooky season to everybody else is done, which is sad yes. because I was also looking. Starbucks yesterday came out with all their holiday drinks, which okay. means that the pumpkin spice is going to be going away soon so my plan oh, before I go to work go today get coffee, yes my plan before I go to work today is to stop by and get a pumpkin spice latte because you know okay. at the other day we know how to make what well, yeah. we, we know how to make it at home but, but nothing but nothing means yeah. getting that just oh, ugh, yeah. that full foam Star- the
1: full Starbucks experience mm. of like someone else making your coffee yes so nice yeah but like like I have, like a couple of their holiday drinks, mm-hmm. but like, it's I not fuck. My flavor
0: power. I f- I agree with you. I yeah. fuck with their caramel brulee. Yes.
1: Their, oh okay. my god. Their, that that really Frappuccino, good. Yeah. I
0: get that with yeah. extra, extra caramel sauce, extra okay. crunchies.
1: Oh, or like, Delicious. did I have like a was it like a creme brulee latte or something? Yeah, it, it was last year. That yeah, was that's really the good. caramel
0: brulee, and then yeah. er, and then there's also a uh, chestnut praline too, which is okay.
1: Okay. And then the
0: other peppermint mocha, which like I used to like peppermint mocha, but I know you're not a big fan of like chocolate and mint and nope stuff like that. I
1: bad because like I know like mint is supposed to be like really good for you and things like mm-hmm. that, but like it's just toothpaste.
0: See, I, I I did I I, I fuck with some mint. I like spearmint, wintergreen. I don't like peppermint. Like, I don't fuck with peppermint because that reminds me too much of toothpaste. So, I like the wintergreen, yep. whatever. So, but you know, I, don't know
1: so I feel bad. Like, my grandparents exclusively, like, especially my grandpa, like, the things that I remember their house always smelling like was like spearmint toothpaste, mm. Sprite, and duct tape.
0: <laughs> That's such a specific combination, yes, but so I can see how that would be very th- nostalgic.
1: Yes, all of those things, I'm like. Smells like the elderly yeah, to me.
0: Love that. Love that. Which um, makes no
1: sense because now I work with the elderly, and those are none of the smells that are going mm-mm. in a memory care ward at any yeah, time. Yeah, if
0: I just smells like old piss. Yeah, love, that. love that love yeah. that um, I'm gonna apologize in advance for our neighbor fucking leaf blowing the yes. moment we start to fucking record yeah
1: it's been dead silent dead like, silent we, I've been up for an
0: hour and a half almost two hours nothing the moment yeah. we open the fin- a fucking window and record yeah.
1: I've been up since nine o'clock and nothing. it's been like dead to the world mm-hmm. around here the second we try to yeah. do anything. And it doesn't help,
0: thing. too. I and mean, we could definitely, like, rearrange the room to make it different. But our microphone, we only use one microphone. I don't know if you guys can fucking tell if we sound like we're underwater. But <laughs> our microphone faces the window because our, sh- our chairs are by the window. Yeah. So, like, all the noise just goes straight into the microphone. Anyway, so. Yeah, with that we'll being get said, there. As yeah. time
1: goes on, I'm sure, like, our production value will get better yeah. and better over time. But, yeah. you know. Money. It's Yep, money, money. time, yeah. and, like.
0: Understanding of how equipment works. <laughs> yeah,
1: and we have none of those things. Not Zero.
0: zero, 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 of those zero things none. Because
1: we are both extremely busy people who yes. work opposite schedules. Yes. And this is like our only time yes. to like sit here other than we have got to spend a lot more time together the last yes. couple of weeks from being sick.
0: Yeah, because I was, so I don't know if you guys can hear, mm-hmm. I am, I sound a lot better than I did the past couple of days. Yes. I am very congested. I have a sinus infection Um, to the point where I took time off of work, which I normally don't call out of work. Like, I don't yes. like to take time off of work, especially, it's weird, I will take time off of work if I'm not really, really sick, like, yeah. last week, but I will not, I don't want to take time off work when I'm actually sick.
1: Yeah, Because like that. Which,
0: I don't understand yeah. why. But, so, I was, like, laid out, dead as fuck, Tuesday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. Um, and so, I'm very stuffed up, so I was out for a little bit, so we were able to spend, like, Tuesday and Wednesday night together, and then last week, Tay was out, like, we, we talked oh, yeah. on last episode. Oh,
1: yeah, dead to the water,
0: yeah. But, so, last week, we recorded the Baker Mansion, which, honestly, recording it, listening to it, was honestly probably one of my favorite episodes that we've ever it was done a lot of fun. it was really fucking fun there was a lot of tangents I went on and I didn't realize how what's the word I'm trying to think of like how funny it is to hear me rant about how I hate shit like I get very passionate about yes. things not touching my feet apparently yep like that was a that was an intense ass rant so I apologize if that yeah. was like a lot for people but like I'm very passionate about people not touching touch my, my feet toes. don't touch my toes the oh my bare God. minimum
1: all Bare i think of is that TikTok video you sent me of the like one lady like calling on the fake phone like watching that little girl just mm-hmm. being like oh the boogeyman yes hello We're come like, yeah, eat her, her fingers, fingers and, and her, her toes. toes she's being bad
0: yeah we that's there's like an inside joke that there's a there's a TikTok of a, a, a girl who's babysitting her sister or something <coughs> using her play phone being like yes mr boogeyman come get her fingers and her toes she's being bad and there's like an inside joke that that's gonna be tay with my yes. children so, oh, yeah.
1: I used to tell my nephew whenever he was bad, like, if he didn't stop, I was going to feed him to bears.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a great, good parenting.
1: That's what you're supposed to do, right? you just scare children until they act right.
0: I mean, trauma! <laughs> so, um, with, every, with all that stuff being said, even though it's technically not spooky season anymore, um, we actually recorded two episodes last week that we only ended up posting one because I was not happy with the episode mm-hmm. that I put forth. I thought instead of putting out something that I'm not proud of, um, let me like kind of go back and like go more ham and research it because I knew there was more information I just didn't look into because I was trying to bang out a case like pretty quick. Yeah. So, um, I don't think I really mentioned it in last week's episode because I kind of edited it out, but I was going over the Amityville um, horror house, the murders from the mm-hmm. diff- murders of the Defeo family as well as the haunting of the Lutzes and all that stuff. It was originally three pages of notes. Um, Then I went back, and now I have six pages of notes. So I doubled it. So I went kind of ham. I went a little more into about um, Butch's, or Robert DeFeo Jr., his name is, he goes by Butch, Butch's, um, like, childhood to kind of give a little bit of background as to, like, who he was as a person, as well as more details about, like, the stuff that the Lux has experienced as well as, um, like, the the paranormal investigation and stuff. So I guess um, we can kind of just hop right in, I guess, question mark. So... Robert DeFeo Jr. was born on September 26, 1951. He was born to Robert DeFeo Sr. and Louise DeFeo and ended up being the oldest of five. So um, even though his name was Robert, he went by Butch. So at the time he was born, his dad worked at a car dealership that Louise's dad owned in Brooklyn, which is where the DeFeo family lived at the time. Okay. Which is a little different because when everything happens, they live in Amityville. Yes. And Amityville is about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, depending on traffic, away from from Brooklyn. Because Brooklyn's more towards... Manhattan, whereas Amityville is more towards eastern Long Island. Um, So, by all accounts, it kind of seemed like, you know, they were the white picket fence family. However, it was also seen that DeFeo Sr. was very domineering and very controlling. and He was abusive to his entire family. However, the child that got the brunt of the abuse was, of course, Butch or DeFeo Jr. Um... So he not only had to deal with the abuse from his dad being the oldest, and also, you know, whenever are the oldest, I feel like that usually is when the abuse...
1: I feel like it's, it's, it's different, yeah.
0: It's different though, it's because... It's
1: different for each family, but definitely, like, the oldest kid a lot of times gets a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I think definitely, because, like, from what, like... I don't know, like, to try to logic it out from, like, an abuser standpoint as to, like, the excuses or shit they tell kids mm-hmm. usually, or, like, that they tell themselves to justify mm-hmm. it is, like, the oldest... A lot of times is the the unplanned one, like all of these things, like the kind of like, so it all gets like lumped on to the oldest child as well as like, I feel like the oldest child is always the had the highest risk to be extra Mm. parentified.
0: Yes, definitely. Yep.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I'm
0: and I'm like I'm the oldest of two, like I'm the Mm -hmm. oldest sister, and I definitely fit the stereotypical like older sister Mm -hmm. trope. You know what I mean of being like my parents' therapist and stuff like which it is what it is. Like I'm not shitting on it, but it's like you know there's definitely a thing to being the oldest. (laughs) oldest daughter m- m- just not only being the oldest sibling oldest yeah. kid whatever um so he not only had to deal with the abuse from his dad but he was also ostracized at school by his peers oh i couldn't find a lot of information about to like why he was ostracized
1: i but wonder that because like it's <clears> the same with like when we talk about like school shooters or things mm-hmm. like that i feel like there's a lot of like an ongoing myth for like so many years that like mm-hmm. these are like bullied kids that just yeah. snapped But, like, sometimes, but, like, especially, like, nowadays, I think people are genuinely starting to shift the narrative that it's, like, these were not bullied children. Mm -hmm. Bullied people don't just, like, become the the villains like that, but that they're more likely, like, these kids were ostracized or put out because they were already violent or already, like, Mm -hmm. really fucked up and were already doing fucked up things to their peers. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I, as a person who was bullied, I'm not saying that, like, people who are bullied, like, there's a reason for it, because... Most of the time, like, these school shooters, like, these terrible kids, they're not genuinely bullied. No. They're just put out, and they're ostracized, and they're separated from their classmates. Because they're fucking because, weird. Yeah, because they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. And there's something wrong with them, yeah. like, already. Like, they're already, like, fucked up. I'm not saying as, like, someone who was very isolated from my mm-hmm. peers, because I did experience bullying growing up. Like, I was not, I didn't fit in in my hometown. It was not a place where I felt at home. Mm-hmm. Especially at school. I remember school being horrible and hating school, mm-hmm. because I did not feel like I fit in anywhere there. I felt, like, so very alien yeah. to that place. However, there is a difference that to me than there was like the kids mm-hmm. that would like, hurt, like genuinely come to school and oh, hurt yeah. someone because these were the kids who were already violent. I remember like a few kids that like no one liked yep. genuinely, and that was because they were fucked up. Like yeah. they'd come in and do fucked up things. They'd say terrible yeah. things to you. They would like break shit for no fucking mm-hmm. reason. They like hurt people like. Mm-hmm. There's there's a difference and I feel like probably that's Yeah. I feel like that's more Butch's vibe that like yeah. yes, he was being victimized at home, but I feel like he probably was someone who like went to school and was like victimizing other people. Yeah,
0: he was like I, I have the power at school whereas I don't have it at home. Yeah you know what I mean?
1: So. Yeah, he kinda gives me that vibe. So
0: no, I come and I completely agree with you. Like I feel like sometimes and it's it's one of those things where I feel like in criminal justice, a lot of times people are like abused people become abusers, which isn't necessarily always the case. Yeah. However, both of us working as victims advocates have seen clients yes. who have been abused who you who yes. who turn it, who develop abusive behaviors. Yes. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, I've definitely met a few people that like I can I know that they had gone through trauma and that they had experienced very extreme emotional abuse or extreme traumas. And then become very abusive to those mm-hmm. around them um, after they're out of those situations. And, like, there, there's a few people that I can genuinely say that, like, I've met that it was kind of, they they lived with a, an abuse or be abused kind of mentality yes. that, like, I'm going to hurt other people the same way I was hurt because mm-hmm. I don't know how to get out of this cycle. Yep. And in most of the time, like, that cycle breaking is really difficult for everyone and that, A lot of the times I feel like it results with people who have been victimized going and finding similar Mm -hmm. people all the time and being re-victimized by very similar Mm -hmm. people until they're able to really break that cycle Mm -hmm. and, like, get out of the cycle of violence and notice the red flags and really, like, heal. And then there are some folks who, like, they perpetuate the cycle in a different way, that it's like... They were abused as children and then they grow up to be abusive to their children. And, like, I think that that's really rare because I feel like more of the time, like, people who have been victimized don't want others to feel the way they do. So they do a lot of work to get out of that cycle Mm -hmm. of violence. But there are, unfortunately, it's true and it does suck, but there are some folks, like, especially, like, you experience it, Mm -hmm. probably... Every other day, yep. really like some folks who like get very abusive towards you, the person who's yep. trying to help them, yep, because they're stuck in this cycle and they're yep. just—it's kind of like a, a mimicking of behavior. So well, they know also, it worked for their abuser and it got them placed. Yeah,
0: and it's also like the 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 mm-hmm. there's a specific client that like Tay is talking about that mm-hmm. I've I've had. You know, thankfully she's a success story now. I mean, to my like on paper at least, yes. she moved out to her own apartment. Like mm-hmm. she is out of our shelter program, thankfully. But she was very, um, was very abusive to staff. She was yeah. had a lot of abusive behaviors, mm-hmm. upset a lot of staff to the point where they had to go home crying. Like it was not a good, not a yeah. good thing. Um, and we often we talked a lot about her. Like all the directors and all the mm-hmm. you know the safe house staff and stuff like that, talked a lot about her, and kind of were like, well, every time someone was nice to her, yeah. they became abusive. Like, yes. every time she treated someone nicely, she th- it was responded with, with abuse. Yeah. So, we treat her nicely, we give her stuff, yeah. and then she responds to that with abuse because that's all she knows. So, yes. sometimes it's a genuine, like,
1: they I don't know, know how
0: else to respond, yeah. but then there's also sometimes where people are like, well, I was, so, like, I I, I did it, so why can't I do it to other people?
1: Yes. So. <clears throat> exactly. So, there is yeah. that difference in mentality, and I feel like, obviously, given what Butch goes on later to do, that that's caught... Co- clearly in line with his own yeah which like I feel like there is a lot of that that and in some ways I feel like a lot of people want to find justification for Mm -hmm. why people do things like this because I was watching a video earlier today obviously I don't know if we're ever going to cover Jeffrey Dahmer I'm sure like it'll Mm -hmm. probably be something we'll want to tackle yeah I don't know if I myself want to be the one to tackle it it. I don't
0: yeah
1: I don't love covering serial killers most of the time just because it's such a daunting task mm-hmm. to really be able to like find as much information as possible about each victim yeah and that becomes overwhelming for me yeah but i was watching a video today that i i knew of this but i didn't like i felt like the general conversation wasn't about talking about it as much with this so like especially because of like the new jeffrey dahmer series and mm-hmm. everything like that came out by ryan murphy's sorry evan peters mm-hmm. everybody's been talking about that and watching it recently there was a lot of blame that was placed on Jeffrey's mom and that Mm -hmm. she's this, like, drug addict who took drugs Mm -hmm. while she was with him, that she was unhinged and all these things. But, like, this woman pointed it out and one of the things that I knew of, because, like, I always said that when people would ask, like, which serial killer, like really like haunts you Mm -hmm. or like sticks out to you the most. I always said Jeffrey Dahmer and that was because he didn't in my mind have a lot of real reasons to become that way. Because like his dad gave a lot of reasons apparent and like theorized that maybe he was molested by this neighbor, like said that all this Mm -hmm. shit about his mom, like all this stuff. But like in actuality there is no proof from anybody except for his dad's mouth that his mom was like this. Yep. And the only... That's it. That's, like, the only source. Mm -hmm. There is no one else that corroborates this or says that this is what his mother was like, except for her ex-husband, who wrote this in a court deposition when he was trying to get full custody of their children. So, like, we... I don't know in a lot of ways I also agree with this woman and what she was theorizing that like maybe this is bullshit and that maybe she really wasn't anything like that and that that was just something his dad was saying and was slandering on to her and like because it's very easy and like everybody especially with serial killers blame the mother it's always Mm blame the mother all the time but like I don't know. I think, like, Bush, in some ways, he feels like one of those kind of people that, like, he blames a lot of, like, Mm -hmm. he's going to place a lot of blame on his past, like, what he experienced, things like that, but, like, that's not really necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. Like, abusive people who choose to do these horrible things where they, like, Take out their family and mm-hmm. things like that, like especially family annihilators. I find mm-hmm. the psychology of them like so yeah, crazy to I me agree. because a lot of them really don't have any reason to take yep. out their yep. whole family. It's
0: all perceived in their head, exactly. Which is yeah,
1: yeah. It's this constant justification of already abusive people to justify abuse rather than like because most people who are victimized don't want to victimize other people.
0: Mm-hmm. So it wasn't long until his parents actually asked him to like asked him were like, hey bud, can you fucking go to therapy? Because he was having like, um, like some violent outbursts, as Jeez. we talked about, and he also began to physically defend himself against his dad. Now mind Which, you this, like
1: that's kind of fair. Mind yeah.
0: you, but this was also in the sixty late sixties. Oh where, like, so it's like it's like respect your elders, that's it. Yeah. Like, that it's
1: like literally respect is like oppression.
0: Yeah, it's not respect, it's dictatorship. Exactly. You know what I mean? So um, they, he didn't want to go, so his parents were like, uh, too fucking bad, you're going. So, it okay. didn't work, though, obviously, and so, they decided, you know, you know what we should do to help fix this? You know what would mm-hmm. really fucking work? Fucking spoil him rotten. That the would work. Appeasement
1: always works. Yes,
0: just appease the shit out of this motherfucker.
1: Yes. So, they
0: showered him with gifts, including a speedboat worth almost $14,000. Because, mind you, li- they lived on an island, like, they could go, whatever, but...
1: Please don't kill us and your entire family because you're like being really violent and scary. Here's a $14,000 gift.
0: Yeah, seriously. Like, Are you uh-huh. Kidding? So this didn't work, like, which is yeah. fucking shocking cuz oh, wow. obviously yeah. appeasement always fucking works.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and so by the age of 17, Butch began to use drugs to cope with the trauma and honestly just being a teenager cuz like how many teenagers do you know who just do drugs to do drugs? Like it's a teenager, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So exactly. <laughs> so He also began committing crimes like theft and burglary, and he actually ended up getting kicked out of school due to violent fights. So you think that 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 this would... Yeah, right? Be like, yeah, yeah, just get the fuck out of school because you're causing fucking fights. Like, it's... This track record, like... And normally I don't like to bring up a killer's past because I don't really give a fuck about them, but it kind of, like...
1: you're just giving shit to justify you.
0: Exactly, yeah. And it's, so I'm I'm just, I'm giving this background to be like, it's but not like just like a was one-off. A,
1: yeah, no, this was a lead-up. I like that you are giving this information because you can see the escalation yep. happening. Yep, exactly. And like, unfortunately for everyone, like, the signs were all there. Like, mm-hmm. the writing was on the wall that this person yep. was going to escalate and hurt somebody.
0: Yep. And so you think that this meant, like, him getting kicked out of school, getting arrested for burglary, mm-hmm. would mean that, like, they would stop giving him the gold star treatment. But no, they c- they thought they further enabled him. Um, they they were like, hey, you know what's going to help him even more? Give him more fucking money. So they gave him a job at the dealership where his dad worked at. Okay. And then they also gave him an allowance that he didn't have to do anything to earn. He just had to uh, live, breathe like here's some money. Just be a person.
1: Why, why do I not get that? Right.
0: Like, fuck. Come on. So hard. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so around this time is also when he got into firearms, which is not shocking once his mom and his dad were in a fight, and mm-hmm. he tried to separate them and it didn't work, so he tried to shoot his dad with a shotgun, which keep that in your back pocket. That comes back later. Yep. But apparently okay. the gun didn't like it like not misfire, but it didn't like it like locked up, didn't work.
1: Okay. So he so didn't jammed. Yeah.
0: So he didn't end up murdering so his had, dad then.
1: He had every intention. How did they not? How did someone not think like this kid needs to be removed from this home immediately? Because yeah. literally you have every intention that you're showing you literally had every intention to try to kill your dad it just didn't work out
0: for eh, it's fine he'll be fine he won't do any he won't do anything later definitely hint hint, hint wink no. wink nudge nudge he uh, does i
1: feel like this is also like the attempted murder like problem, yes. that it's like yep. they had every intention to kill someone they just didn't yep follow through
0: so while he worked at the dealership that his dad worked at which i the I mainly there a lot of this information I actually got from a book called The Amityville Massacre: The DeFeo Family's Nightmare, a true crime short by R. Bar uh, Barry Flowers. I okay. found it on Scribd, which was pretty cool. It was like a sm- nice. it was like a thirty page book all about this, which oh, is pretty wow. cool. Um, I didn't find information like when they moved from Brooklyn to Amityville, okay. but they eventually did put that out there. Like I'm not sure when they did. So well, they point. did.
1: Yeah,
0: they are somehow in Amityville. Yeah. Like they went from Brooklyn, <laughs> they somehow got there. I don't know how it happened, but they got there. Yes. So <clears throat> he worked at the. Just putting it out there because I know, like I'm, sh- I can hear in my. If I was listening to this, I'd be like. They were in Brooklyn and now they're in Amityville? Question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: They somehow got there.
0: They somehow got there. I don't know. They folded Long Island in half and were like, Amityville and Brooklyn, the same fucking thing. thing. Perfect. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So when he worked at the dealership that his dad worked at, he also planned to embezzle over $20,000 from the dealership. Plan or did? Planned. Planned. Okay. okay. So his plan was to get his shithole, shithead shithead friend in and be like, Hey, let's pretend there's a robbery that happened. Take the twenty thousand dollars and then split the money and put it in our bank accounts. No one will ever fucking know.
1: Yeah, no one will ever wonder why all of a sudden you have ten thousand dollars in your bank account and twenty thousand dollars went missing. Exactly.
0: Butch's dad ended up questioning him, being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then Butch was like, "Hey, Dad, I'm gonna fucking kill you because of that." And this happened not to not this I think it was in October. Of okay. 74, and the crime happened in November of 74. So this was, like, right before everything happened. Cool. So, okay, like,
1: so this is even more interesting to the, All right, I want to make sure that we definitely talk about this later when we start talking about the motives that he gives. Oh, yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah, there's a yeah, whole okay. thing. <laughs> so now that we know some of Butch's backstory, let's kind of dive into what he's really known for and why I'm mentioning the case, the murder of his family. As we mm-hmm. we've all kind of hinted, like, he kills his family, family annihilators, like, he's yeah. he's one and the same. Oh, yeah. So, it was November 13th, 1974, when Butch ran to a local bar, exclaiming he needed help as he thought his parents had been shot. So him, along with a couple of bargoers and a friend, went back to the DeFeo home on 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville and found a really gruesome scene. They walked in and found Robert and Louis DeFeo shot to death in their beds. So then, um, DeFeo's friend uh, called 911 and was like, hey, help. There's dead people here. <laughs> there
1: are dead people
0: Exact quote. I'm kidding. It's not an exact quote, but... But that's a... Hey, help. Dead
1: there,
0: people. There are dead people here. The l- l- least amount of words possible. Yeah. Love it. So, um, then the officers and detectives from the Suffolk County Police Department responded. They came to the scene and not only confirmed the murder of Robert and Lewis but also confirmed that the four other DeFeo children had also been shot in their beds. Mm -hmm. So the four other DeFeo children, like I said, Butch was the oldest. I believe at this time he was like 22, 23, which is fucking crazy. The fact that someone younger than me, someone that's like Dez's, a little between me and Dez's age.
1: Someone who's basically just starting their life. Yeah. This is the choice they make. Yeah. At 22, 23, Mm. I was like crying in my first ever apartment, like literally bawling. So I was like, thinking that I needed to have my whole life figured out right at that moment.
0: You knew me at 23. Like, you yeah. know, I was a fucking shithead. I'm, like, I'm yeah. an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, it's, no. I'm like, I don't so, understand. <clears throat> how do you,
1: like, take yeah. out a whole family and, like, plan mm-hmm.
0: embezzlement at 22, 23? Mm-hmm. I can barely budget. Yeah. How the fuck do you plan to take $20,000? someone yes. Granted, if someone hand me $20,000, yeah, I'd be like, like what the right, fuck cool. do I do with this? Yeah. It'd be gone in two days.
1: Exactly. like, or it just paid off like a bunch of shit. But exactly. I'm still
0: in debt. Ex- exactly. So the other four Defeo children are um, Dawn, who was eighteen, Allison, who was thirteen, Mark, twelve, and then John, nine.
1: Okay. So
0: his mom, his dad, and his four younger siblings were all were all slaughtered. <laughs> um, it seemed to look like all the victims had been asleep when they were murdered, but later evidence showed that Louise and um, Allison had been awake at the time of their murder. So I'm not sure how like the others didn't wake up, and we kind of mentioned this last mm-hmm. episode. Like we mentioned this when we recorded this before. Like there wasn't a silencer used. So I'm not sure because it was a, it was a 22, it was a third sorry a 35 caliber Marlin uh, 330 336 C rifle that was shot. Now I'm not sure how big that is, but it's a 30 it's a 35 yeah. caliber, so it's not small. Uh, to my knowledge, yeah. I don't really know what guns look know. like. Um, <laughs> but there wasn't regardless, even if yes. it was a pistol. There wasn't a silencer well, used.
1: That's also what I've always wondered is, like, how no one woke up after the first shot. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: guns
1: are yep. loud.
0: Yep. Ooh. And it is actually um, a shotgun.
1: Yeah, that's what I had thought. That, like Yeah, it's, it a, it's, it's a,
0: one of those, like, okay. ones that you imagine, like, has, like, a strap on it. The ones, like, if you go if you see a movie of, like, a dad waiting for his daughter to come home with her boyfriend, oh, and he's okay. sitting with a shotgun, it looks yeah. like that. Like, the yeah, the brown... The, okay.
1: My family is from upstate yep. New York. They're hunters, all of that. I have heard them, like, literally far in the distance, like, mm-hmm. shooting deer and things like that. And could hear it from, like, half a mile away. Mm-hmm. How did no one in this house yeah. hear that? Yeah. And wake
0: up? Yeah, and there was no information about, like, how they didn't wake up. Like
1: That's always what the bigger, spookier part of yeah. this whole thing. And, like, they only... I think, like, that's what's most paranormal, like, when you sit and think about the crime. Mm-hmm. Like, how did no yep. one wake
0: up? Yep. Um, so, and it, so, but nonetheless, like, it seemed that only two of the six had been awake when they were killed. Because they were all, okay. regardless, they were all in their beds
1: mm-hmm. when they were
0: killed. So Butch was then brought into the Suffolk County Police Department for questioning. He claimed at first the murders were committed by someone named Louis Fellini, who was a mob hitman who the DeFeo family had an argument with a few years prior. Something about, like, car dealerships owing money... As normal mob shit goes, yeah, whatever. Mob
1: shit. I don't know what they. I don't know what they do, but I know they do weird things. Exactly. Side tangent, but every mob ever, all I do is think Mm -hmm. about this one story. This one person who was clearly not mentally well tried Mm -hmm. to tell me was that their abuser was a part of the mob. Mm -hmm. in around here and like that their family like was a part of the mafia but that this family encouraged incest and that i always like would laugh and be like all right like the mafia is a sophisticated underground network that needs a lot of intelligence to operate without getting caught inbred people are really known yeah for that level of smarts yeah so then all i can think about is just like inbred mafia
0: Oh, the oh, my God. Band name called it. Inbred in <laughs> in Mafia. Mafia. We are New York City. We are Inbred in in Mafia. Brad Mafia. <laughs> like, what the like. fuck? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So he thought it was a mob hitman. Or he claimed it was a mob hitman.
1: Why does, like, everybody <laughs> say that? Like, do you think... Like, okay. Like, yes. Like, they're... like if anybody's watched the newest season of unsolved mysteries on netflix mm. i watched one of the last episodes though, about like um buffalo Jim, mm. and like i 100 percent am like with them that i'm like oh yeah this seems like a mob hit like all of that but like how many normal everyday people like just regular average yeah fucking know the mob dudes are like yeah we this is a mafia hit i'm like you're just random fucking people on mm-hmm. long island why would the mafia care about you Long Island. The <laughs> mafia really cares about Long Island. They do. They do. It's
0: Island. their it's their home base. That's where they all go to charge. Ew. Okay. Um. So yeah. anyway, so apparently that <laughs> joke didn't fucking land. Okay. No, so. I'm
1: I'm <laughs> so stunned. Just like ew. <laughs> I hate that ew. Now I'm just thinking about all the Italian restaurants on Long Island, and I'm like, is yeah, they, just pl- they plug, they plug,
0: yeah, they they yeah, they go in there and they plug a plug up their butt.
1: This is not the Apple Store. <laughs> What the fuck? Because not the Apple Store, um, Mr. Mafia guy. You need to leave and go to your Italian restaurant.
0: To charge. Oh my God! So this, <laughs> like, you know, so when Butch mentioned that, they were like, "Oh shit! If this is a mob hit, you're the sole survivor."
1: Isn't the mob gonna be after the you? The mob's gonna be
0: after you. So they were like, "Fuck! We gotta put you in protective custody." Like yeah, shit. You know. mm-hmm. But then they realized this, this, like, story soon fell apart because Fellini actually had an alibi that put him out of state during the time of the murders. So it's like, if you're going to blame it on someone, at least make sure they were in the fucking state.
1: Okay, but also, like, this is what I don't understand. Why are they so quick to believe this guy? But, like, when, like, the Sauter family or, like, any of these Mm -hmm. other people were like, I think we were taken out by the mob. They're like, that's ridiculous. No, you weren't. Shut up. Uh,
0: yeah, question mark. I don't know.
1: Why are they, like... It was so funny to me the, like who they're quick to believe they're like oh, yeah. this weirdo would like this rap sheet yeah definitely the mob it would take out his whole family
0: definitely oh, 100%. Yeah. So this is when Butch began to like start to confess. So um trigger warning this is when I'm going to be mentioning like the crime and what mm-hmm. happened. So he told the story of how he took his 35 caliber Marlin 336C rifle into his parents' bedroom and shot them. At around 3 in the morning, he aimed the gun first at his father and shot him twice in the back, and then he took aim at his mother and shot her twice as well. So Butch then proceeded down the hallway into his younger brother's room and shot both of them once before moving into his younger sister's rooms and shooting both of them. Then Butch claimed this all took less than 15 minutes. Jeez. So after this brutal massacre, he got into the shower, washed himself of his family's blood, and gathered all the evidence to get rid of. He gathered his blood, bloodied clothes, the murder weapon, and ammunition into a pillowcase, and then on his way to work, he threw them in a storm drain while he drove to the, to the dealership uh, where he arrived around 6 a.m. So he just okay. grabbed everything and put it in a yeah. fucking storm drain. Well,
1: what was supposed to be his alibi if everybody died so, in their
0: beds? So we're, we're, so <laughs> yeah. the, the book kind of went into that. It was a little confusing. Like, he was like, oh, I saw my brother, and I was asleep, and I, I don't yeah. fucking know. Um but he went about his day as normal, as if he didn't, like, murder his entire family, and then his dad, he worked with his dad. Yeah. So they were like, uh, where the fuck is your dad? And he yeah. was like, uh, I don't fucking know, he just didn't show up today.
1: No, but like... Like, okay, you but your dad place. always
0: fucking shows up. You're the one yeah. who doesn't show up, like... Yes,
1: and also, like, when you have seen each other when you were getting ready exactly.
0: this morning. So he then left work about halfway through the day and met up with his friends to drink, do drugs, and to seemingly co- create an alibi to cover up what he had done in the wee hours of the morning. Which makes no fucking sense, because, yeah, like... like you were in the home, and you left, you know, you didn't see any of your family members, and you just left and didn't bother checking on them? Yes. Makes no fucking sense. This is,
1: like, where it all absolutely falls apart, and I don't understand why they ever believed this from the beginning, is that it's like, oh, you guys didn't call us until very later in the day. These people had been dead for hours. Clearly, the time of death is the wee hours of the morning. You were not seen anywhere, and even, like, liter- literally no one saw you until you went to work in the morning. Yep. You have no real answer, or your answer was, like, you were just doing your normal daily routine, which would be sleeping at your home yep. during the hours when these people have were dead yep. and had been murdered.
0: Exactly. There's
1: no way that you could have just slept through that, got up, got ready as normal, never noticed this, and gone all the way to work.
0: Yeah, and, like, I, what I don't understand, maybe because it was just so fucking stupid and Friday's break with drugs so much, like, You can tell when someone was killed 12 hours earlier. Yes. So I don't know why the fuck you're trying to, like, I get it being like, oh, I just, I didn't know, so it was a normal day, like, whatever. I get that, but also, like, they'll be able to tell they were killed in the early hours of the morning. Yes, and
1: not, like, just a few moments ago when you came in. Which also, like, again, they're found in their beds in their pajamas, so it's very clear that they were all killed while they were sleeping they were not all sleeping with the time that you would normally go to work
0: exactly so we kind of went over like how it happened what happened so let's kind of go over you know the subsequent twat the subsequent trial the subsequent (laughs) trial (laughs) of butch and like how that went so it wasn't until just under a year later that butch went on trial for the murders of his six family members it started on october 14th 1975 so literally just if i'm not mistaken like Uh, Like, 11 months later, he went on trial. Okay. Um, The prosecution opened up the trial with talking about how they knew Butch was going to try to use an insanity defense, but urged the jury to look hard at the evidence and what happened, and to find him guilty on all six counts of murder. So, it was no shocker that Butch did try to use an insanity defense, as most people do. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about before how that only works in 2% of fucking cases. Like, it doesn't happen a lot. Um, He claimed that while... He claimed while on the stand that Satan possessed him while doing these crimes, but also claimed his actions were in self defense. So wow. he claimed that, you know, like he thought his family was going to kill him, this, that, and the other. Now, we've the seen a few. The whole
1: family, the small children?
0: Yeah. So we've seen a few cases where a grown person, you know, uses self defense due to abuse in order to get out of a charge, yes. i.e., Lorena Gallo or Baba, however you want to say her name, Anthony Tompley, who killed his dad. Like, yep. you know, there the, it does happen. And we've seen yeah. it, you know, we've seen that with even. Like, mm-hmm. um, our clients, our, or your past clients, my current clients, mm-hmm. like, getting away with a simple assault charge because they were defending themselves because of their abuser. Yeah. So, you know, that happens. But, you know, in this case, like, Butch claimed his family was going to kill him, but, like, there was no, sure, there was physical abuse from his dad, but there was no threats to him his life. There were more yeah. threats to his dad's life from Butch than there was to Butch from his dad, which made no fucking sense. Yes. Um, so... And he was like, oh, it's not wrong, because it was self-defense. Like, I knew what I did, and I had to kill them, and it wasn't fucking wrong. So, both the prosecution and defense had expert psychiatrists who testified for for and against Butch's insanity claim. So, in the end, only a year and one day after the murder of the DeFeo family, the jury found Robert DeFeo Jr. guilty on six charges of second-degree murder. Good. So, a few weeks after the ruling, the judge sentenced Butch to six consecutive 25 years to life sentences in a prison called Green Haven, which is a maximum security prison in Beekman, New York. So... He was sentenced to, I think it was, that's what, like 125 years? Because it's consecutive, yeah. which means they're done oh, wow. one after another instead yep. of at the same time. Totally. Um, so throughout the years, Butch has changed the reasoning as to why he committed these murders. Mm-hmm. And the main one he claims is that his sister Dawn was the real murderer. And that she like got in an argument with their mom and she killed her mom and then she forced Butch to kill the rest of the family. Some bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. Another one was like that that Dawn had someone else helping her to kill the family and that DeFeo shot her to defend himself. I don't fucking know. Either way, I, as well as the judge who he tried to convince to overturn his ruling, was not convinced. Good. So like, it's he was still in jail. He actually ended up dying. He He ended up dying, I think it was in 2019, March of 2019. So it was fairly recently that he he died. And he was in prison when he died, you know. Um he also, at one point in time claimed that he was um that there were spirits in the house that that convinced him to do this stuff, which kind of I don't know if that was actually true if he actually claimed that or if that was just kind of like him benefiting mm-hmm. off of what the Lutzs had said had happened to them in the home.
1: I think it was <coughs> definitely the second one.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So there, the, the, it was kind of a lot of information, a lot of background, but there's still, you know, more to tell about the Amityville house. So, mm-hmm. the next part of this episode isn't about true crime; rather, it's about a haunting. So, um, this part of the story begins with George and Kathy Lutz and their three children, Daniel, Missy, and Cooper. Or no, Jesus, Daniel, Missy, and Christopher. They began looking to purchase a home and found one in Amityville that was a steal during that time. So it was only eighty thousand dollars, and today it will be around four hundred and forty thousand dollars, which shit. That's cheap as fuck, especially for Long Island. Like, yeah. you can't find a, a decent house around here for that much, and that's yeah. in PA. Like, Long Island is fucking expensive. Yeah. So it was so cheap due to the murders that had taken place not only a year prior. So they were like, mm. eh, should we do it? Should we not? So they eventually sat down with their kids and were like, hey, some bad shit happened here, yeah, but. But we're wh-? gonna buy it, because yeah.
1: it's super cheap. Because, like, I'll be honest, like, I, I do definitely, as someone who is experienced growing up in a haunted yeah. house, Feel like some bad juju from some houses, things mm-hmm. like that. But like, if I, if I had, I had been presented yeah. this opportunity, I'd be like, yeah. Like if I'm gonna someone buy came a up to you, if
0: someone came up to you today and was like, hey, here's a here's a house for a hundred grand, but people were killed there a year ago, I'd be like, okay,
1: okay, it's a hundred grand, I can yeah, afford it. Like, sure, I I I know how to. Like a perfectly normal yeah, house exactly except right. for the fact I, that there was murders. I incense, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. like the house isn't falling apart. It's structurally sound. There's nothing wrong with this house literally only that like yeah. people died in it, which is also yeah. why like I'd be the dumb person to die in a horror movie and like yeah. a person that like hangs out here quite often now like Mm -hmm. literally mentioned the same thing and was like this is why you make me nervous as a person That it's like yeah i'm absolutely the person that would be like yeah buy the haunted house who cares yeah even if someone said that to me they were like oh yeah this house perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with it structurally Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful house it's just like mad haunted i'll be like all right
0: You'd be like, oh, you convinced convince me more to buy it. Yeah, I'm like,
1: yeah, that's cool. Maybe Which, me and the ghosts will be friends. You don't
0: know. Oh my god. So they moved in and at the suggestion of a friend, they brought in a Catholic pretty a Catholic priest to bless the home. So Father Ray came and mentioned to the Lutz to Lutzes about a weird feeling he had in the upper bedroom. So when he told the Lutzes about this, they were like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. We're not gonna use that as a bedroom. It's gonna yeah. be a sewing room. So like Perfect. whatever, who cares? Yeah. Um so I saw multiple sources mention how when the priest came in the room Um, He heard a deep voice proclaim, get out, and felt a hand slap his face so in the movie about Amityville I know there's a bunch of movies about it but yeah. in general the one I've, I've never seen the movies but one of the movies
1: I've seen both the old yeah. one and the one with Ryan Reynolds yeah. they're both pretty trash
0: yeah so there's a scene where the priest gets like covered in flies and there's flies yeah. in the room that's fucking that's not true that's like complete Hollywood, Hollywood bullshit like that. absolutely not
1: true. but also like why <clears> do they think that that's gonna like freak you out I always wondered about that scene that it was like you know what would be like the sign of demonic possession and would be so fucking nasty and everybody would be so scared flies well th-
0: it, okay here's the thing one or two flies is fine but like a horde of fucking flies big right. ass green flies yeah that
1: is pretty nasty like though, especially like, the ones that if, well, if you ever decision
0: if you ever went to the jersey shore you know that certain days you go you have to wait for certain like winds to go because if the winds blow a certain way during the summer all these green flies come out and they bite you what they're fu- oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah
1: what did you just say to me
0: yeah there are biting flies at the jersey shore and they're like big they're like a dime size flies bright green and the oh only God. way when i was younger we could get them to not bite us was you made a mixture of vinegar and dawn dish soap and you sprayed it on your legs it smelled fucking foul it was fucking disgusting but if you didn't they would bite you and my dad had we set my dad had a truck yeah. that we could drive onto the beach like that's part of one of the beaches down there yeah which is so fucking fun to go like surf fishing and shit but he had a dark gray truck and they're attracted to dark color dark colors so he, they, you would. Yeah. There was one day when we went down to the beach, and the wind shifted when we were down there, and his entire side of his car was covered in flies.
1: That's disgusting. Yeah.
0: So, so that so think about it. Like that's okay. fucking gr- terrifying.
1: All right. So whoever made that scene clearly had been to the Jersey Shore. Yeah.
0: When wind, the when I forget what wind it was yeah. like the westward winds or something like it would just like bring a bunch of fucking flies.
1: I have never heard of any of this. You just educated me on a thing that yeah, I no and, idea. Yeah, which is so
0: funny because to me that was like, we went down to the shore like once a weekend when I was young because we lived an hour away, so yeah, like, whatever. why wouldn't you? Yeah, so like, it was just like common knowledge for me. Like, oh, let's check the winds before we go down. Yeah, fucking disgusting.
1: You just said a thing to me that had never been a part mm-hmm. of my brain.
0: Disgusting, right? Vile. I'm Jersey! Gonna, yeah, I'm never going to
1: let this get out New Jersey. I um, once had someone describe New Jersey as a trash barge pretending to be a state.
0: Yeah, no, that's you Long just Island. Said that about no, us. that's Long Island. No, and I and you know what, Des, if you're listening to this, anyone who lives on Long Island, get fucked. Get Have fucked.
1: Half of my family lives on Long Island. You know
0: what get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> Tay's family, love you, but get fucked. Get. <laughs> except oh for except God. for your <laughs> except for your grandmother. Love you. Yeah, she don't live on Long Island. <laughs> um so, yeah, so, like, the, the flies, I would, yeah, no, mm-mm, I would, no, I don't fuck with flies. Ah, oh, my gross. God. The big, and the big-ass yeah. flies, the one, the one, okay, okay. big flies and big ants, do that crunch when you kill them? <laughs> oh, my God, last year, was it,
1: yeah, not this past summer, but last summer was the summer when all the, like, what
0: the fuck were they? The cicadas? Okay, I like cicadas. I think they're cute.
1: Yeah, but, like.
0: Oh, the ones that would dive bomb you?
1: Yeah, and that scream when Ooh. you literally, like flick them away yeah i I experienced that for the first time in my life i never you never experienced that. no there was no cicadas where i grew up oh shit i've never had that experience before in my life oh shit and have one land on me and then flick it away and hear horribly scream at me was the most terrifying moment of my adult life because i'm 26 years old and i just had a bug yell at me
0: am i just was bullied by a bug like, what's yes. funny, because, like, growing up in New Jersey, like, and even in, like, parts of, like, where we live in PA now, like, eastern PA, cicadas are a thing. Like, that, that's, yeah. you hear screaming, and that's just, it, it's like, to just me, if it's a quiet day during the summer, it's like, where the fuck is the cicadas? Like, it's gonna yeah. rain. Like, that's how I know it was gonna rain. But, like, yes. when they were die-bombing, I was working as a takeout server, like, a to-go server, and so I'd have to go out to people's cars. I would get die-bombed by fucking cicadas. Disgusting.
1: disgusting.
0: Like, here's the like, thing, I don't are fuck you with
1: gonna the, a cicada tattoo now? I've been planning on it. Oh, of course, you've right. I've been
0: planning on it. That's why my left thigh hasn't been tattooed yet. You're gonna get a cicada
1: on your like whole ass leg meat.
0: First of all, first of all, first of all, <laughs> put that sentence back in your mouth. Do oh. never call my thigh leg meat. That's leg-me. fucking gross. You are nasty, and you need Jesus. No, what if I got it as a sternum tattoo or a chest piece? Okay,
1: that we be kind of dope. Yeah.
0: So don't shit on my. Don't shit on my meat sack getting a cicada tattoo (laughs) listen it's just it's just meat we're just we're just a pile (laughs) of bones held up by meat Meat, meat (laughs) sacks we're just we're just a pile of bones that has a squishy thing inside of our 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 noggin hold held up by a bunch of meat
1: this is giving me the same vibe as like i really like that like morbid refers to them as flesh pedestrians that's okay, like a certain like okay. okay yes those are terrifying creatures but i really like that label so
0: i refer to them as well as flesh, flesh pedestrians because yes. i can't say the word because i can genuinely say as true as i sit here nothing freaks me out more than them yeah if you okay i'm putting this out there and i'm giving yeah. you permission to do this if you ever want to scare the actual shit out of me like actually yeah. make me cry research them i will cry
1: oh yeah i have every intention of telling some spooky scary stories about them because like i have found them fascinating forever they
0: scare the shit out of me and for anyone who doesn't know we're talking about skinwalkers like
1: well trigger warning for that word that is a very yes trigger trigger word for a lot of folks and especially indigenous people yes but like they as like cryptids or beings are absolutely terrifying and they're one of the few things that, like, does genuinely freak me out and Mm-mm. scares me, but I love consuming content about it because I don't get scared by much, so I like to... I like things that do make No,
0: me they sick. scare the shit out of me. They are yeah. fucking terrifying. Like, I can't... If it's a TikTok where it's, like, on, like, one of those, like, ranches, yeah. like, the flesh, flesh Pedestrian Ranch... Oh, yeah. Like, I have to scroll past it because it fucking scares That's me. That's very
1: fair. No. However one of my other like toxic weird traits when like I'm having like a day nap like years ago when I used because I don't really take a whole lot of day naps anymore that's a lie nowadays most of the time it depends like but I don't take more than like an hour nap oh no yeah you
0: take cat naps like yeah just
1: small cat naps if I'm gonna take a day nap it's an hour max any person who dates me who knows me who like has to be near me if I say we're oh yeah let's take just a quick nap and go out I'm saying an hour. You have an hour to sleep and then get up and get ready. Yeah. Whereas me me. and
0: Des are like, let's take a nap and we sleep for three hours.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not that person. But when I used to be the type of person that could be like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'll go take a nap and then be dead (coughs) to the world for three Mm -hmm. hours in my younger person days. One of the things I would do is if it was especially daytime and I, like, wanted something to just, like, knock me out quickly, I would lay in bed and I'd go on YouTube and I'd go to, like, those channels that just, like, read out Reddit stories and I would pick only ever ghosts or fleshed pedestrian stories, put those on, let them talk, and I'd pass right out.
0: You're fucking insane.
1: I know that's terrible. Like, and I know the
0: past two episodes, like, this episode yes. and the last one, I, I feel like I sound like a dick saying that she's fucking crazy. But
1: no. But that's a lot. Listen. I know it's a lot.
0: I am fucking terrified of flesh yes. pedestrians. Fucking yeah. terrified. Like, I... To the point where, like, if Des really wants to freak me out, he'll let mm. his dog Lola out and she'll come back in and be like, "What's if, what, if, what, if, what, if, what if that's not Lola? And I'm like, you better shut, shut the up. fuck up right now. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like... Especially because behind our apartment building, there's a bunch of woods. Yes. My biggest fucking fear is seeing something come out of there. Don't, don't even, don't even scare the shit out of me. Don't even. Because I have to work till 11 p.m. tonight and tomorrow night.
1: Sorry. Okay, I will tell you a different time. But there is oh a stray god. cat that every time yes. I see it freaks me out because I think it's Pigeon because it looks so much like Yeah, I've
0: seen that cat too. He's really cute.
1: He's really cute. I keep trying to pet it and like get it to come inside. Oh my god. Like this, I genuinely, every time it scares the shit out of me because I'm like, oh my god, did Pigeon get out? And I'm like, no, this is not yeah, my cat.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I, mm. No. Huh. <laughs> huh. So with that... Well, yes, well, tangent. Yeah, sorry. Digressing, whatever. Big tangent. Um, So everything I'm about to say with the Lutz is, you know, everyone can kind of decide on their own what and what they believe, what they don't believe. Yeah. Some people think it's a complete hoax. Everything is a hoax. Some people believe it. Some people, it it really depends. Mm -hmm. I personally don't have a set opinion on it because I haven't done like, like I haven't Mm -hmm. been there. You know what I mean? I feel like if I go near the house, I could I don't feel feel one way or
1: the other other than I 100% don't believe when he says the bullshit that, like, the house was possessed and that's what made him kill his family. 100% don't believe that. Especially now knowing that, like, he was trying to embezzle from his dad's establishment just before this and his dad found out about it and was going to turn him in. Like, that, obviously, I 100% do not believe that demons within the house got him or possessed him to kill his whole family. Oh, yeah. I do have questions still about how they never woke up. Yeah. during hearing a shotgun yeah. go off multiple times inside the house but i could like i could buy that it being a haunted house yeah. after that that's a oh, yeah. pretty traumatic incident and I feel like that energy could absolutely imprint well how
0: on many times house. do we see like people like the lizzie borden house something yeah. horrific happens at lizzie borden house and now it's seen as haunted yeah you know shit like the queen mary like shit like exactly. that happens and
1: the majority of the time like when it comes to haunted houses i feel like Because, like, one of the things that, like, ghost shows do try to always, like, tell you the difference of, and that I always found fascinating, is the difference between a residual and an intelligent haunting. An intelligent haunting is something that, like, it knows it's dead, it knows it can talk Mm -hmm. to you, it can answer your questions, it can interact with you in an intelligent Mm -hmm. way. It's genuinely communicating back. Whereas a residual haunting, it's like these entities either don't know they're dead and they're just like going through their same living motions Mm. not understanding that they're dead and that they're in this like Mm. constant state of horror of like reliving their whole life but then all of a sudden us as people in this timeline pop up so that i think is so cool and fascinating creepy as a a Mm. concept or residual haunting as like it's Like, moments of a person's life that was so traumatic or so emotionally impacting that it, like, it's, like, a moment in time freezed within this house and just stayed there. I've never heard of that before.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yes. So, like, I can see that happening with a lot of houses that have this kind of energy or this kind of thing happen there. That it's, like, you're living out your last horrific moments over and over and over again. Stuck. A part of you is stuck in this. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the things that, like, I know that they were talking about recently on one of the episodes of Morbid that I listened to, but that I do find is a very fascinating concept is, like, also that there is a possibility of, like, residual hauntings happening from living per- people mm-hmm. and, like, parts of you, like, for, like, Haunting of Hell House yeah. that, like, Nell was mm-hmm. haunting herself the entire yeah. time. There is a way that, like, a residual haunting is a part of you, like, something that you went through that is then haunting Mm -hmm. you over and over again. Yeah,
0: which that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I find super fascinating as a concept that, energetically, that we could split and imprint ourselves so much on an area that, like, a horrible moment in our life can just keep living somewhere. So, like, there is a part of me, potentially, during the worst parts of my life that could literally be someone's ghost. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Which is fucking terrifying. Right? Like, which is terrifying and But fuck. that's
1: what I could see going on in this house. Yeah, 100%. definitely.
0: Not soon after the moved in, they began experiencing really weird things around the home. So there were cold spots all around the home. <laughs> and um, George mentioned how he spent a lot of time trying to stoke the fire to keep it the, the, the house warm. But it never worked. Now, even as someone who, you know, only recently is getting into paranormal things, I know that a cold spot normally means a spirit or entity is present. That's normal. If if you're walking around and the house is completely fine, like right now, Mm -hmm. our house is completely fine, but I walk out the door and it's fucking freezing. I can see my breath there's something there yes. you know what i mean that's just kind of one of those telltales. oh
1: absolutely they think that that's um them trying to steal energy Ma- makes complete yes, sense so yep. that they can do ghosty things yep but like that would really suck as someone who has to pay an electric bill oh my oh god oh my god i would be so pissed yeah oh 100 so exactly pissed.
0: imagine how much fucking fire would you go through trying to stoke your fucking oh fire oh my god i'd be no. so angry <laughs> so <clears throat> the entire family also began having personality changes meaning they would bicker and argue a lot more than they normally would George also claimed he would wake up around 3, 3.15 15 A.M. every night. And Kathy um, often felt like she would being touched she was being touched by an unseen person. So the 3 through 15 AM, like that's something that I even like I said, even as someone who is only recently getting into paranormal stuff, 3 a.m. I don't fuck with the witching hour. If it's in my if I'm in my room and like, cause there are days where I come home from work, I don't go to bed till 3 or 4 a.m. because I'm up being an being an asshole. You know well, what like, I mean? That's
1: pretty normal when you think about someone's day traditionally. Is we don't just like yeah. come home and go to bed after work.
0: Well, cause think about it, I work from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. So I wake up around noon. So my day. Mm-hmm. is normally noon to 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah. And then I'm asleep from 3 till noon. So that's, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's yes. my normal day. Anyway, so normally if I'm up and I'm, like, doing something and I need to go to the bathroom or something, and it's 3 a.m., I'm not leaving my bedroom. That's bad. And I, I don't do it. If I'm working overnight, like, I have to work a double next weekend, yeah. I'm not getting out of the office at 3 a.m. My my ass is playing in that chair and I'm not fucking moving. Something else that was interesting about the 3 a.m. thing is that's around the time that Butch confessed to killing his parents and his family. So, like, that's kind of, like, a twofold like, not only is it, like, the, the, mm-hmm. the, it's, like, the spirit, the spirits are more out to play as well as, like, his family was killed around that time. So, like, yes. it could be not only spirits from the house that was, ha- if, if people believe the house is haunted before he killed his family, mm-hmm. that would be the time when those spirits were to come out, but also that would be the time when the, when the residual yeah. haunting would happen because of, mm-hmm. because that's what the time when it happened. So... Nice. Anyway, so, Kathy also claimed she woke up one day and looked in the mirror and saw her face had transformed from her normal face to that of an old woman. And she said that it took hours to go back to normal.
1: Okay, that would
0: freak me out. Like I said... I just
1: in cream.
0: I don't fuck <laughs> with face things.
1: No. We've talked about this before. Yes. I
0: don't fuck with face don't things. Don't like it. Um, so, like I said, I'm not sure about how true that is, but everyone has to decide for themselves. Yeah. It seems a little hokey to me, but, like, also, I'm not one to doubt people talking about paranormal experiences, because... Same. Like mm-hmm. I tr- I believe everything that you oh, said, and I know. don't like I'm not in the business of being like, did you really see a bitch with no eyes? Like, yeah, you like, know what mm,
1: I mean. That sounds pretty. Like, mm, are you that sure about that? like you were just really tired. Yeah, like
0: mm, no. Yeah. So <clears throat> something else major that the Lettsus claimed happened was that their daughter started talking to someone named Jody, who wasn't able to be seen by anybody else.
1: I hate when kids do that in movies. It no, Jody, me
0: Missy claimed was an angel who lived in her room. And presented itself as a large pig with glowing red eyes. Uh, Jody, Juan, all- why
1: would you think that's an angel, darling? Um, I well, we've all seen the biblically, child? the
0: biblically, or biblically accurate angels yes. where they're like a but a million fucking eyes. They're terrifying. Have you ever seen that? No, what really, you to say to me. Yeah, like biblical angels aren't like like people with wings oh fuck no 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 sorry as someone who did not grow
1: up religiously i i've never heard of oh yeah no they're fucking
0: terrifying biblically accurate angels are essentially like a bunch of circles with a bunch of like eyes on them like that's a biblically accurate angel
1: that's disgusting yeah it's fucking terrifying
0: like 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 imagine like someone like you like like that
1: terrified don't, yeah so don't come I, so
0: angels aren't necessarily like, like pretty people like with pe- like oh wings and blonde hair yeah, and right. cherubs and no they're fucking terrifying
1: I terrifying really appreciate cherubs now
0: yeah so she claimed that jody was an angel and angels can also present themselves as whatever they want so apparently yes. this one decided to present itself as a large pig with glowing red eyes i don't know
1: okay child i don't like so. that
0: and it's funny because me and Des went to, over the weekend, we went to a, it's called the, it was called the Pumpkin Blaze, mm-hmm. where it's like a bunch of sculptures made out of pumpkins and carved pumpkins and stuff. And it was in, it was on Long Island. And mm-hmm. so it was in, I think it's called the Old Bethpage Village Restoration, which is like an old area that has, um, they have a bunch of like old houses from like the eighteen nineteen hundreds that they put there and like restored to mm-hmm. like, to make them like work. And so, one of the houses, they actually had set up as the Amityville house, and they had a... I'll I'll post... I'll actually post that picture on on the Instagram for the case. It was a a sculpture of a bunch of pumpkins, but it was as Jody the pig, and they had... Because the house now looks different, but back when the DeFeos had it and the Lutzes had it, they had two like eye windows where it was like two like quarter circle windows Mm -hmm. up at the top they had which is so
1: distinct for this house like i remember i've seen so many houses uh since then that anytime i see that i'm like oh that's like amityville yep
0: and so part of that pumpkin blaze was that house didn't actually have that window but Mm -hmm. they used carved pumpkins to make it look like that which is kind of cool um so anyway so Lutz, also, Lutz has also said that they would wake up to find ooze coming from the walls and on the floors, as well as smell really foul, odor, foul odors throughout the home, no matter how clean it was. Which, like I said, that's also, like, if you smell something gross, that's yeah. also indicative of a spirit. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, they also said like, if you smell something, like, rotting, that's like yep. demons.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So the most activity in the house happened just 28 days after the family moved in. So George said he woke up at 3.15 like he had been doing previously and woke to find his his wife levitating off the bed and moving around on top, like over the bed.
1: Okay, that is the time where you're like, all right, yeah. we gotta go now.
0: He also said that when he saw his wife levitating, he felt something get into the bed with them, but didn't see anything. So he felt like that, like, normal feeling that where someone gets in the bed, it yeah. sinks down, whatever. That's disgusting. Um, he also said that he heard his children's beds above, on the floor above them slamming onto the floor, but when he tried to get out of the bed to investigate... He couldn't because he was held down by an invisible force. Oh, that's... Okay. So the next morning, um, he he gotten up. He was terrified. He ran to the kids. Like, Are you okay? The kids were terrified because they had felt mm-hmm. their bed slamming. So he finally was like, you know what?
1: Uh, we're just going to be done ski Enough is
0: enough. Um, We're going to get the fuck out of Dodge.
1: Yep. So
0: he ended up leaving and they left that home that afternoon. So that was only 28 days after they had moved in. That's fair. So after they left, with the help of a local reporter, George and Kathy Lutz contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren to come and visit their home to see if they could see anything. (laughs) When they entered the home, Lorraine said she felt a wave of sadness and depression come over her and that it extended throughout the entire home. Um, Ed said he felt an inhuman presence in the basement and felt as if when he was down there, this presence was, like, washing over him like a waterfall. Oh. Like, it was just crashing on him like a waterfall. So the Warrens, after this kind of, after their kind of single mm-hmm. investigation, brought in some other psychics to aid them in more investigations. And these psychics also experienced weird happenings, such as them throwing a seance and then one of them getting really fucking sick and throwing up and having to leave because of the seance. Yeah. Um, and one of the most damning pieces of evidence of the haunting in my opinion is a photo that was taken um the way it looked it was like the staircase it was like peering over the staircase but there was a doorway behind the staircase. So you like it was like looking it was weird if there's like a staircase and then there's like a door behind it. Okay. Like looking into the door frame f- across the staircase there was a little boy with glowing eyes that peeked oh, around.
1: I've seen that picture. Yes.
0: And that's actually in the first conjuring, the second yes. conjuring, the very mm-hmm. beginning of that that's in the, mm-hmm. the second conjuring movie. Um, the Warrens and those investigated was were convinced it was the little DeFeo boy, John. And I did find a picture of them, like the, the haunting picture, and then John DeFeo, a picture of them put together. It looks exactly like identical. That's, so I'm personally convinced yeah, it was uh, John DeFeo. I'm convinced. I think convinced.
1: that that's pretty accurate. Like, yeah. honestly, like, what happened there? Like I said, I could absolutely believe that this house mm-hmm. could be experiencing some version of haunting there. Exactly. And like, I don't know, I feel like Every spot or every place holds the energy of the people that are there. Yep. So,
0: well, and even we know that. Like, yeah. even as something, even if, even though our apartment isn't haunted, like. We know going through a bad roommate situation, Mm -hmm. the energy in the house was so much different when that person was here versus when it's just us two.
1: Yep. You can feel the difference and it's, like, night and day and it's not even, like, but also, like, I don't understand how people don't feel that way Mm. about homes or that they don't feel like homes have energy because it does feel different. And I think, like, some people, like, kind of just don't want to address it, but, like... Even, like, for my parents' house, for example, like, I feel like they energetically know that it feels different than what we did it, uh, when we first moved in. Mm-hmm. Not just, like, ghost-wise, but also, like, you don't have a full house anymore. Yep. The energy is always different uh, now. Yep.
0: And I feel like sometimes people don't want to... People, when people hear... I've, I've had people talk about energies with me, and they think it's, a, like, a crack of shit. I personally I am very sensitive to people's energies. That's what makes yes. me good at, that was why I was such a good bartender. That's why I'm mm-hmm. good at my job because I sense people's energies and you're the same way. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not just us being best friends and living with each other. Like, we know when one of us walks in. Yeah, and
1: we are not good. Yeah,
0: one of us, we're always like, are you good there, bud? Like, we just know. Yeah. Even if we're text, we know when someone's not good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So some people are just more, I don't want to say energetically inclined than others, but... Houses do hold energy, you oh, know yeah. what I mean. So, um, so once done with their investigation, the Warrens said the only way the home could be cleared was to be visited by a Roman Catholic priest who would perform an exorcism. The Lutzes were like, "Yeah, we get that, but, but like, we
1: <coughs> but we're
0: shit. not staying, and also we're not going to ask someone to risk their fucking life, yeah, to do this for a house that we're not going to move back into, yeah." So they essentially like, "We're went, just
1: like the house is yours. Here's the fucking keys."
0: They yeah, they essentially went back to the loan company and was like, um, oh, no. "Here's a house." Have fucking fun.
1: Yeah, but, like, we ain't living there. Which is fair.
0: Makes sense. Uh, I think that's reasonable. Since these hauntings, there have been three families who have lived in the home, and none of these families say they experienced anything close to what the Lutzes have claimed they experienced. The family who owned the home right after the Lutz's actually changed the address from 112 Ocean Avenue to 108 Ocean Avenue to try to confuse those who actually lined up at the home to take pictures of the house.
1: Yeah, that's got to be a lot <clears throat> having like weird, strange people you don't know coming yeah. to your house and taking pictures.
0: They also actually got rid of the the two little windows on the top because to, they got rid yeah. of that to make it more to make it more conspicuous.
1: More, more
0: inconspicuous. More inconspicuous? Yes. The one where it's like not as not noticeable, yes. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of these people think that the hauntings are a hoax, and honestly, even George Lutz admitted to some of the things him talking about being haunted was a hoax. Wow. Including like the ooze coming from the walls and stuff like yeah. that. And then the priest was also on an uh, interview and he said that he didn't experience any of the things that the Lutzes claim claimed that he did. So with that okay. being said, that's why I think I don't have a concrete opinion on it, yeah. because like, George Lutz admitted to sensationalizing a lot of it to get the deal, the book deal for the Amityville Horror House, as well as the priest being like, I didn't fucking do that, because what, like, what?
1: Yeah, what? but like, when you're making lemonade from lemons, you yeah. might have to do some shit that's not How many like times have we
0: talked great? about stories that, like, yeah, that, like, like they we've Yeah, I think it's been a bit
1: embellished, like, I don't know, I think, like, that's the thing that because we'll definitely have a lot of discussion about this when I talk about my next case that I'm presenting, mm-hmm. because it'll it absolutely is the question about what is like more like the moral code for literature, especially. Yeah. Um, but like I think creative license deserves sometimes a little oh, bit yeah. and is okay to embellish. Like, unless you're literally writing like an absolute biography and you're saying that this is absolutely the everything. God's honest truth in every last single detail. Then, like, yeah, I guess, like, there should be no embellishment. But also, like, as a person who, like, who likes to write and who likes to make creative stories, I think you're allowed to embellish some things and, like, take a little artistic license. And as someone who's reading Jeanette McCurdy's book currently, um, her book I'm Glad My Mom Died, Um, her autobiography, I do believe that majority of everything in there is probably, like, there's no embellishment whatsoever Mm -hmm. because she's talking about a lot of really horrific things Mm -hmm. that happened to her. But also, like, if she embellished at least a little bit, like, I'm not going to be upset about it. Because, like, this yeah. is still her story. This is still what she yeah. went through. It was still her experience. And that majority of everything going on in there is true.
0: Yeah. So, with all that being said, that is the story of the medieval house of horrors. Um, that was the story of the DeFeo family. You know, RIP to all of those all those who were killed by Butch. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Butch. Wherever the fuck you are now, fuck you. Um a bad person. Yeah. So, that was that. And I know that, um, you know, I kind of wanted to redo it. Because, even though you guys never heard the episode... I wanted to redo it because, you know, it's not too far from where Des lives. And also I know Aaron, that's a huge thing mm-hmm. for Aaron. I wanted to make sure yeah. I did it justice. And I wasn't proud of what I did before, but now I'm like I feel like I did as much research as I could. Um so yeah, so that's our um you know, that's that's the that's the Amityville house. So I loved
1: um, it. And thanks. I love this creepy house. And like we didn't even once mention mention the laser theory
0: the laser theory.
1: Oh, yeah. there. Yeah, Butch DeFeo at one point was trying... When he was trying to say that this was, like, a mob hit or, like, when mm. someone was trying to explain why nobody woke up um, from the gunshots was that maybe like, there's a conspiracy theory that they were, like, killed with, like, laser beams through the, from the FBI, like, Oh, my
0: God. I didn't even fucking see that when I was yes, researching. Yes, that was
1: uh, one of the ones that I think, like, un- BuzzFeed Unsolved talked about, and I, like, laughed hysterically for, like, five minutes straight Jesus. as they told me, because I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing you That's
0: fucking say. ridiculous. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's the Emmettville Horror House. Um, That is, you know, a spooky case, a kind of a true crime and a spooky case, which is good because it kind of yeah. satisfies both...
1: It scratches spectrums. both of the itch that yes. I have in my brain.
0: Yes, exactly. So I guess with that, you know, you can follow us on Instagram to keep up with our shenanigans at... Figures in the Dark. You can follow us on Twitter at... Figures in the Dark. You can like our page on Facebook at... Oh,
1: well, Twitter for It's Figures in the Dark, the oh, yeah. dark spelled
0: DRK. Yes, and like us on Facebook at...
1: Figures in the Dark. You
0: can always send us an email with your spooky, spooky cases, your true crime cases, anything that's happened to you, any constructive criticism at...
1: Figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com.
0: You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music, Google podcast or google music whatever the fuck it's yes. called one of those but
1: like rate and subscribe like rate of and of
0: subscribe them. we'd really appreciate it and we mm-hmm. love everyone who listens we have yes. i think over like 180 people on instagram uh, right, right
1: now? now this morning it was uh 197 so, so we're almost
0: at 200 yes. and i love all of you like yes. and i love all, all the mutual podcasts that, that follow us like yes. we been getting a lot of uh a lot of uh attra- like a lot of mm-hmm. action i do know yeah uh, a lot, I don't say a lot of action, like, oh, geez. We've, been get- <laughs> we've been getting our meta no, I'm going to stop. Oh my god. No, gonna, uh, so we've been getting a lot of new followers, Um, yes. we really appreciate it, so, you know, with that being said, please like, subscribe, write us, Uh, you know, please send us suggestions. Um,
1: please send us your spooky st- stories, yes. I really, really, really want to hear from you guys and like what yes. spooky things you guys have gone through or experienced, and like, not just like ghosty things, but like, have you ever met someone who ended up being a murderer yeah or like... and
0: even if you don't want us to say your name you know yeah, it, th- please we'll edit it out we'll use our yes. i always joke that i always use the name jessica for a fake name i don't know why but i always have always well so we can always call because you jessica, one jessica. Uh,
1: no that's... one no one is jessica jessicas don't exist that's They're all made up. what
0: about jessica alba made up what about jessica simpson she's
1: definitely made up is it
0: sandra bullock with different face Yes. I'm going to make, make sure I bring them into every fucking episode from really here upset, on. I
1: because I was on Hulu last night looking for a movie to watch and I went to a Julia Roberts movie and I was like oh, suggested things and then it was a bunch of Sandra Polk movies.
0: They're the same fucking person! The same. Yes oh, they are! God. So anyway, with that being said, thank you guys for listening as always. Beware of the figures in the dark. All right, bye. Bye!